G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you may be aware, this week is highlighted on the 2018 calendar as Homelessness Week. It's an annual week coordinated by Homelessness Australia to raise awareness of people who are experiencing homelessness and issues they face and the action that's needed to achieve some level of enduring solution. Homelessness Week came about from various churches and mission organisations who were running winter vigils to remember people who had died on the streets. Now, these vigils were normally held in August, that's the coldest time of the year in so many places around Australia, when most people were likely to be overcome by the elements. That's how serious it is. So some reflection on homelessness today. Vision's Chief Partnerships Officer, Andrew Lamont, was once homeless and living on the streets of St Kilda in Melbourne. And from homelessness, he soon emerged from that world and went on to run some high turnover companies in the finance world. So you could call it a rags-to-riches story. He's joining us today to reflect on homelessness in Australia. Andrew Lamont, welcome along to 2020. Good day, Neil. Good to be with you. Andrew, I'm always fascinated with your story because people don't anticipate that those who are living on the streets, uh, living, as the old saying goes, the backside out of your pants, uh, nothing to really hold tight to by way of a material possession, Mm -hmm. and yet you were able to overcome some of those things that worked so much against you uh, and to rise above homelessness. It's not everyone's... Uh, capacity to do that, but that was your story. Yes, that's true, Neil. And I think uh, the interesting thing is that the statistics will show that we, all of us, are only three major catastrophes away from being homeless. And that's a kind of a daunting uh, idea when you actually stop and think about it. So for many people, it starts with often the loss of a job, which may result in the loss of a home, which results in the breakdown of a marriage, and then the loss of hope basically drives them to the streets. And I think uh, in in my experience, one of the things I find quite interesting is that homeless people aren't actually looking for money. They're looking for company more than anything else. And I think there's a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, media hype and stuff about giving donations to various companies and not-for-profits and everything. And that's good. Don't get me wrong. But if you've actually taken the time to stop, sit down next to a homeless person and listen to their story, that would have a huge impact on them. Are you saying that there is a certain camaraderie between people who are homeless? Because sometimes if you know a little more about this sort of thing, you recognise that there are almost like underground communities of homeless people. Uh, They actually are gaining encouragement from one another. I suppose then if you're going to break a cycle of homelessness, uh, sometimes it's not just the individual you're working with, but also the attitudes of a whole bunch of people together. Well, interestingly, homeless people existed before mobile phones. And uh, their communication or their methods of communication fascinate me to this day 
because you never know who actually you're speaking to when you're on the, on you're speaking to a homeless person. I've come across university professors who are on the streets. I've come across people who've been in banking and high-profile government jobs who are on the streets. These are well-educated people. They're not just a kind of a, you know, we often have a an image or a picture about who a homeless person is, and we don't realize that many of these people are there because of circumstances that, that have happened to them. And so uh, they're craving uh, to be treated like a normal person. If you can almost have, if, if you almost the eyes of Jesus, to look past their physical uh, the smell, um, the kind of way they're dressed. Uh, that's because even when we give them clothes, we give them our old clothes. So we shouldn't be surprised that they look old and tattered and, and torn and, and, and disheveled because that's how we bless them. But they, they, they are real people for whom Jesus died and who he loves. And when you start to listen to the stories, it's heartbreaking. Sometimes you'll see in the media when there's reporting on homelessness uh, that people will pick up on this idea that there are a lot of people who are homeless who are suffering all sorts of mental illness challenges. And no doubt that is going to be an element of people who are on the streets. But what you're saying is ordinary people who have found themselves on hard times, homeless, uh, without too many friends to give them that hand up. Uh, they're not all suffering from mental health issues. Uh, sometimes they need just that friendship, that that idea of someone to support them to a new level to take them out of the circumstance. That's what's needed. Absolutely, and, and I can speak uh, for this firsthand. I was involved in a program that started up uh, near where I live uh, where we were actually feeding 35 homeless people three times a week. And in the initial stages, it was chaos. There were people who were still on drugs and violent and everything else. And I remember in the first couple of weeks kind of saying to the pastors of that church, how are we going to cope with this? Because there's all sorts of people who have arrived for the food. If you came to that place today, here we are about 18 months down the track. It is one of the most peaceful, quiet, calm, loving places where the homeless people are starting to take care of each other. And uh, many of these things, uh, the, the behaviors are coming out of, sometimes out of drugs, but mostly out of pure frustration. The, the, the fact that they can't see how they can escape this thing. If you think about it, if you're in a situation like that where you can't see any way out, and tomorrow is exactly the same as today, so it's Groundhog Day every day, and nobody really gives a damn. Nobody really wants to sit down with you and listen to your story. And I think one of the wonderful things about humanity is that every single one of us has a story. Now, for us Christians, in that story, at some stage, Christ broke into our lives and we've been set free and we've got a home in glory and everything else. But for many of these people, they haven't had that experience. Their life is without Christ, without hope. And I think we as Christians particularly almost have a responsibility, particularly in light of Matthew 25, that one day when we stand before Jesus and he looks at us and he says, I was lonely, I was homeless, I was hungry. Thank you for doing that. It's ironic in that passage that it's the righteous who say, Lord, when did we see you like this? It's not the unrighteous. The unrighteous, he says, depart from me, I never knew you. But it's actually the righteous that he says, you know, even if you gave a cup of cold water to one of these, you did it to me. And I love Mother Teresa had a classic statement. She used to say that I wake up at 4 o'clock every morning and I pray to Jesus and then I go out on the streets looking for him. 
Because if we understand that every one of us has been made in the image of God, then there's something of Jesus in all of these people. Andrew, there may be some homeless people listening to our conversation today, but let's assume for a moment that probably the majority of those listening are the ones where the shoe is on the other foot. Mm -hmm. We're not homeless. Mm -hmm. We're looking at the Bible and we're not the ones who are in prison. We're not the ones needing the clothes. We're not the ones who are strangers needing something to eat, something to drink. We are the ones that... Jesus is actually giving a prod to here, Mm -hmm. saying, I'm that person, and what are you doing for me? Because when we have got the shoe on the other foot, somehow or other there's a responsibility upon us. Every individual, every family, every local church, everyone who is interested in their community. And, uh, And sometimes we can easily forget that or brush that responsibility easily aside. Mm -hmm. I think one of the fascinating things that Jesus said is that it's better to give than to receive. Now, in our normal commercial world, that doesn't make any sense. But the minute you start to put that into practice, you understand the joy that comes first as giving, and then when you see the joy in the recipient, you understand that this is actually the way Jesus meant for us to live. So my challenge is, don't just give your dollars away to a charitable organization or a not-for-profit. If you just need to do that and that's all you can do, God bless you for doing that. But here's my challenge. Get out tomorrow and see if you can find a homeless person, buy them a cup of coffee, and sit down with them and ask them their story. It will change you and it'll change them. Andrew, let's reflect for a few moments on the most vulnerable community Uh, that is facing homelessness. And there are statistics Mm -hmm. that are showing that it's women who are past their middle-age years, getting into those uh, older years, who are particularly vulnerable at this time. Uh, What are your thoughts for that particular uh, element of our society? Yeah, well, the government demographics show that um, 55% of homeless people in Australia now are over the age of 51, and they are women. And I suppose that's the classic because of the breakdown in the family, because of domestic violence. Often many of these ladies particularly are sleeping in their cars, often with two or three kids uh, and a pet. And sometimes they can't get into uh, homes or or accommodation because they have a pet, for example. It's sometimes the most ridiculous things. But that segment of our our, um, demographic is highly vulnerable. And so you just imagine if it's your mum and she's sleeping in a car with to other kids, uh, the, the, the fear that that engenders, the, the necessity to protect your kids and all the responsibilities that are coming with that. And these are just normal people who maybe a year ago, maybe three years ago, maybe 20 years ago, their world was totally different. And we have good jobs and good homes and good cars and lovely warm beds. And, and I think it's incumbent on us, particularly as Christians, particularly when Jesus says to love our neighbor as ourselves that we find the opportunities, that we actually go looking for them rather than waiting for them to come to us. Go looking for these opportunities. And the remarkable thing I find is that you can be living in a mansion and be homeless. You can be one of the most successful corporate people and be lonely. So it's not just the ones that we see. These people are all across our path. And I think it'd be a great idea to start each of our days saying, Lord, show me. Show me those that are homeless. Show me those that are lonely. 
and then use me to bless them. Because I think, you know, one day, as I said, when I'm standing before my master and he looks into my eyes and he, before he says, well done, my good and faithful servant, I think there'll be a moment of knowing, knowing. Andrew, bring us all into the picture here, because sometimes, as you say, it's easy to give, uh, or you think that somehow or other, if someone's homeless, they'll be taken in at a homeless shelter. But every local church mm. has an opportunity to be reaching out into their community. What are your thoughts for the idea of ordinary church-going pew-sitters uh, yeah. on a Sunday who are hearing the word of the Lord, uh, you know, teaching from the Bible, all about truth, and even reflecting on Matthew 25, the sorts of things that you can do in every local church, recognizing there are homeless people in your community. What sort of things could happen in the life of a church if people got a hold of some elements of truth here that Jesus is talking about? Yeah, I think the sad thing for me, Neil, is that we are content with finding a different way to exegete Matthew 25 rather than saying, come with me, and let's put Matthew 25 into practice. Uh, I think there's a million ways when you actually sit down and even even just you and God and say, God, I've got these skills or I came from this particular background. How can I use what you've made me to help these people? Uh, open some opportunities for me. Go looking. Open the eyes and and have your antennas up. There are a myriad of churches that now, anyway, are involved in various different things, some with having soup kitchens, some with bringing people to the church, others with taking vans out into the streets. There's a whole bunch of ways. But my challenge, again, for everyone is do just do it once. Just do it once yourself. Don't be involved with any other organization. You just go and find a homeless person and see what difference that makes to your life. Well, words that are very much a challenge, and I know that there'll be others who'll feel a little bit discomfort, uh, squirming a little, thinking, you know, maybe he's speaking to me. Maybe this is something that is a massage of my own heart uh, that says maybe I need to be doing something a little differently. Uh, I want to thank you, Andrew Lamont. Andrew is Vision's Chief Partnerships Officer. What a privilege it is to have Andrew on the team here at Vision. And I mentioned he was once himself living on the streets of St Kilda in Melbourne. Andrew, thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us during Homelessness Week. Thank you, Neil. God bless you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.